While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hello, everybody. I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. <laughs> wow, good thing we're actual voice actors in real animated series, and it shows right now. Oh, my God. Um, it's so funny because we have, like, voice actors come in for Hamster and Gretel all the time, and there's this guy called D. Bradley Baker, and he specifically... Um, focuses on monster noises and yes. he'll come in and be like so does this monster have like a like a nose or does he have a navel cat nasal cavity if he doesn't maybe he goes <laughs> how about yeah, that does that insane. sound good i'm like oh my god <laughs> T- Bradley, it's insane and his it's booth looks like a spaceship <laughs> oh my god it does you're right his, his booth does it, he's the voice of chewbacca right he does everything d bradley he does everything I mean, what, what what does he not voice? He voices Perry the Platypus, Daffy Duck, fucking uh, Captain Rex. Uh, he, <laughs> he does like all these characters. I mean, he's one of the biggest voice actors in history. Oh my God. It's so talented. I just think it's so funny that someone's job is, yes, I do voices, but my specialty is monsters. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love, I love it. I love it. Um, well, you know, it's, it is spooky season, baby. Uh, Jenny's favorite season. The month where Jenny comes alive because everything around us is death. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, I go pretty hard, yo. And I, I... One of my favorite things about LA is that they actually embrace all things spooky, all things goth, all things Halloween. Um, and it really wasn't until I moved out here that I realized Latinos love spooky shit. Latinos, um, I think there's like statistics somewhere that we like, what is it, over-index in like mm-hmm. horror and zombie films. Um, and yeah, because every time I go to like um, a horror-specific uh, convention here, because by the way, these happen all year round. They're not just in October. Uh, it's a lot of Latinos, a lot of Latinos. And I, I went to Horror Nights twice this year. What's a Horror Night? Horror Nights at Universal Studios. Oh, got it. Okay. And so they have all these different houses, you know, themed like Chucky and Stranger Things and Last of Us. I went into every house and the scariest one (laughs) was the Latino folklore one. Oh my God. Of course. Of course it is. 
absolutely terrifying because they don't give a fuck like they (laughs) pretty much every room had like floating intestines um it was uh what who did they have in that house they had lechuza Mm -hmm. they had el silbon which oh my god scary venezuelan uh-huh I mean, La Llorona has to be there. Yeah, La Llorona's there, but I don't think she's in that house. So they have La Llorona walking around, um, looking all creepy. There's like a, a specific like Dia de los Muertos section in Universal Studios right now. And it's fucking super cool. Um, but the scariest house was called Monstruos, the monsters of Latin America. And then, yeah, they had La Lechuza, El Silbón. And the other character that was in that house, I cannot pronounce to save my life. Let me see. Oh, oh, Chawelpuchi? That's probably completely wrong. Chawelpuchi. That's not it. I am, I am wrong. I Fuck. don't know how to say it. T-L-A-H-U-E-L-P-U-C-H-I. I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm afraid that if you pronounce it wrong, she shows up and kills you. Or he shows up and kills you. So I'm not going to do it again. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> dude, it was still, like, it was one of the scariest houses. So I'm like, Latinos are a bunch of creepy, fucking spooky motherfuckers. Um, I mean, like, all of our, we were told scary stories as a way to make us behave. Of course, we're going to have the scariest house. We grew up being told that someone was going to fucking kill us if we didn't, like, put on socks. Like, that's not normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like n- normal, like, not normal, but, like, American, my, my vanilla American friends are like, if you don't put on your socks, I'm, you're going to get grounded. And in my house, it was like, if you don't put on your socks... A monster's gonna come and it's gonna eat you. You know what I mean? Like, okay, right. well, it's uh, like freaking horrifying, yo. They didn't give a fuck. Um, we were joking though when we were in line and we were like, <laughs> like a real Latino horror house would just be like <laughs> angry relatives, like <laughs> like the chancleta and shit, like just pissed off that you didn't clean your room. Um, no one talking about the family trauma. Uh, <laughs> Sitting at dinner with people that have completely different political I wish, views than you. I wish Universal would get irreverent like that and just make a really dumb house like that. That is not really, like, not really actually horror related. It's just things that are naturally terrifying to us based on the culture. Um, That'd be too real. Too real. That's adulthood. Adulthood too is real. just a scary haunted house. Um, sometimes I wish that the that the scary, you know, myths... Um, that we were told as kids and that are so inculcated in in Latino culture that they were real and that all the other things no one told me was going to be a problem in adulthood weren't real. Like taxes, you know, health insurance, anxiety. Like I wish all that wasn't real. And then like, and I had to deal with La Llorona once in a while. You know what I mean? Right. But it's, it's interesting. There is this correlation of horror of this like very uh, spooky, um culture in inherent in in latino culture but then it's also like i remember my grandma would be like eso es horrendo el demonio como que you can't wear masks like the devil's going to come like it, it's just so funny because it's like yes we we're we're very horror centric i think but then also there's this fear 
and this like hyper religiousness of like you know you you can't dress up this is a pagan ritual <laughs> like the, the you're gonna the the devil's gonna come like you know my mom would always be like i know eso es muy feo como que the spooky <laughs> part is really ugly and you, you know you don't know what's gonna come up as a result and i'm like this mask yeah. was made in this mask was made in china and like a um, factory like this was this isn't a mask that's going to somehow compel a demon to take over my body you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, dude, just <laughs> holidays at this point are like a bad game of telephone. Like everything is mishmashed at this point. There's like Christian elements, there's pagan elements, there's satanic elements, whatever. <laughs> like people just making shit up at this point, you know? Um, so I think it's just like a big, big old pot of, of random things. And there's always candy involved, at least, you know, that's cool. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I went to a Christian school. So for them, they had like um, a party in celebration where you would wear costumes. And of course they had to be like PG um, or rated mm -hmm. G costumes, but it was called like spirit night or something. You know what I mean? Like they they didn't let us read any books involving witchcraft and um they were on par with like oh yeah it's a it's a bad holiday worshiping satan and look i'm fairly certain a bunch of people do worship satan on halloween and try to fucking do seances and play with ouija boards of course of course am i doing that no i'm eating shit and giving kids candy and watching scary movies at home um and i also got married four years ago on Halloween. On so, Halloween. <laughs> um, also celebrating my anniversary. So, like, whatever. But <laughs> lately, like, I've been on a kick of watching a bunch of horror movies with my husband. So, um, like, we watched The Conjuring 1 and 2. We watched Annabelle. And we watched the entire series on Netflix called... Um, the house i think it's called the house on haunted hill or the haunting of hill house hold on mm -hmm. i love that one. Oh, that one is so good such a good cast such good writing um wibbly wobbly timey wimey in terms of all the flashbacks and shit but um and i don't know i, I just it makes me realize just how much i love this shit like mm -hmm. i don't like gore i i don't really care for slashers and gratuitous yeah. gore like esa mierda i'm like whatever so i don't mm -hmm. i don't watch those but i love a good thriller and i love supernatural shit i love todas estas cosas that involve demons and ghosts um <laughs> i get it but it's also because I, I believe in it i it's also because i believe right. in it so and people are like shouldn't that scare you more like shouldn't that make you even more like terrified of watching those if you actually believe that these entities exist and i'm like Sure, yeah, but I also believe that aliens exist, and so that's why I also watch um, alien sci-fis and whatever. <laughs> I love horror. I love it. I, I, I'm different than you. You know, I don't, I'm not convinced about, you know, life after death. I don't really believe in any god. I'm pretty i'm 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 not atheist per se because i'm not like i know this is i'm just like i don't know i don't really believe in it even though i sometimes believe in ghosts and ghosts only um but i love watching horror because i'm a very anxious person in real life 
and and my husband is always like why would you like to sit through horror like that feels like an antithesis of what you'd want to do like that's mm-hmm. anxiety inducing and i'm like no <laughs> because i feel like when everyone's watching a horror movie that's how i feel in regular life with minor inconveniences and i and here i am watching this like high stakes thing and i'm and it's like i'm feeling anxiety for fun that's like it's like a ride you know yo that's exactly like I go through these phases where I'm just like, I don't feel like watching comedy. Blech. Yeah. Like, I just, I want to, I want to watch like murder mysteries. And like, I just watched an entire documentary on Netflix about um, aliens. And it was a very good Love documentary. It. And and now I'm on this horror kick with, a supernatural horror kick with my husband. And it's funny because like my dad, for example, my dad is one of the stressed out, most stressed out people on planet earth, which apple meat tree right and so but my dad only watches horror or like action thrillers interesting and he's like it's rare when you catch him watching a comedy or something lighthearted. but he watches the worst like he'll watch like the grossest i don't know how the man can stomach it but you know and then my mom loves horror too in fact tonight we're all going to it's a whole group of us, and we're going to Knott's Scary Farm, um, which is another, like, haunted experience. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh, is your mom going to be fine? Because my mom just flew in yesterday from Miami, and is your mom going to be fine going to th-? I'm like, bitch, my mom loves horror. I remember watching Freddy Krueger and Chucky when I was, like, four or five. Oh, my God, that's insane. And I remember when I told my mom, like, you'll be fine, right? Like, you'll, you know, people jump scare you in haunted houses and shit. And she's like, she's like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, in Miami once, like, at the zoo, they had, like, this whole haunted experience. And then they had this guy, like, chopping his own leg off. And they used, like, real animal meat. And she was talking about it. Like, it was so cool. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with your mom. I so- <laughs> can't even imagine. She's like, oh I don't even, I, I, I want to see the real blood and the real meat. Joanna, we have fun. to have a lunch. We have to have a lunch with my mom, like how we had lunch with your mom. Oh my God, I would love she to. She would love it, to it, meet I, you. I love meeting people's parents because it's like seeing the prequel. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I have much more context for my, <laughs> for prequel. this friend. Like this is the prequel. <laughs> Some of the times prequels are good. Some of them they're bad. I'm sure your mom is wonderful. Sometimes I'm at the prequel and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is- that shit's so fucking funny. I mean, you're exactly like your mom in the best of ways. So I was like, ah, yes, the prequel. Oh my God, I my see mom. how Joanna ended up so neurotic and funny. Um, oh my God, my mom's stressing. I'm like, I know. Pero no nos vamos a sentar y a que ahora nos vamos. Ay, and then she sits down, she has one drink, and she's like, oh my God, I love you guys. <laughs> Yeah, because she seemed a little more uptight in the very beginning, like just like not loose yet. And then by mm-hmm. the time we were all sitting, she was like giving me besitos on the head. Like, <laughs> she's obsessed with giving besitos on the head. It's so weird. It's like she's a priest or something. Like, bro, you don't need a bendecida la gente. You can just like sit there. Fucking what? Anyway. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. At Capella University, 
you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. My mom had a paranormal uh, experience because she is not religious, but she, she does believe in some entity. And I remember when I was a kid, she told me the story of how she stayed in a hotel in Los Llanos de Venezuela, like in like some rural part of Venezuela, and that she was sleeping on the bed. And then when she woke up, there was a there was literally like a, a demon looking type of creature at the corner, and he like ran up to her and like would would restrain her. I think it was sleep paralysis, but whatever. And then. She ran down to the lobby and the guy that worked at the hotel was like, oh, did you see the guy in the room? He he scares people all the time. And ever since then, my mom's been like, you know, I I know what I saw that day and I know, I know it was real. And I never believed it. I never believed her. I thought she was full of shit. I thought it was sleep paralysis. I kind of still do. But then I had a paranormal experience at the Biltmore Hotel in Miami that completely and utterly changed my life but before i tell you oh my i want to hear what paranormal experiences you've had because you believe in this stuff and so like i want to know what stories you've heard that you're like oh my god th- th- there's no explanation so for me it's mainly like secondhand through my grandma and my second cousin my grandma's niece um where they have my well my my second cousin she sees them Oh my she'll God. actually see them and it's funny that you mentioned Biltmore because I did my quinceanera photos there as one does and I was with her she helped me that day with my mom and she was fucking with me the whole goddamn day she's like oh we were like in an elevator she's like oh no hold on you gotta let them pass first no wait was she be was she joking or was she like being serious she was being serious but then she was like laughing about <gasps> it because she doesn't give a fuck and so <laughs> oh and then my abuela she experienced more like they would fuck with her, but she couldn't uh, actually see them. My mm-hmm. mom agrees that they did live in a haunted house in Westchester. It was like a small house. It was the one before the one they actually bought. And my mom, my mom does not ever have any kind of depression. Mm-hmm. She said it was the only time she felt depressed when, when she lived in that house. And she wasn't herself. And mm-hmm. my grandma said that there were moments where she would lay in bed and like they would blow in her face and like move the bed and she was so terrified that she would just be like this with her eyes shut because she was afraid of what she might see if she opened her eyes um and keep in mind my mom at the time didn't know my grandma was experiencing that so it's interesting how like it wasn't until later my grandma opened up about it and then my mom was like oh my god like i was going through a lot from an energy point of view of, of not feeling like myself. I think, so I talked to a friend who she, um, she's a social media content creator, uh, Stephanie Strange, Latina, she's amazing. And she's a medium and she loves all things supernatural. She goes to a lot of haunted houses. She senses things like for her lately, they're called a sensitive. Like you're basically a sensitive. When I told her, about myself she thinks that i am a sensitive in terms of dreams so i have predicted things in dreams i've predicted like natural disasters and like weird stuff like that so she's like i think you're more of like a premonition type person um and you're sensitive to energies so you that's like that is a form of having a sixth sense 
everyone thinks, oh, you have to see them in order to have a sixth sense. But no, like you can hear or feel the energy shifting in a room or dreams. So there's a variety of ways to like feel things that are not uh, super, um, I guess, that can be explained scientifically. That's honestly so terrifying. I mean, not terrifying. You you saying this, I started to get terrified because I'm like, if my dreams can tell the future, I'm so fucked because I have (laughs) nightmares like pretty much every night and all of them involve my friends like not talking to me anymore. (laughs) No, no, that I mean, look, that could be predictive because look what happened. You did end friendships, right? Like we talked about that in the last episode. So a lot of times it's just your subconscious mind making sense of things that you consciously aren't making sense of. But like your subconscious mind is putting pieces together and making Mm -hmm. like, well, you're probably going to like cut some ties. But sometimes you do have like an outlandish dream and you're like, what the fuck was this? It has nothing to do with right. my current life. But I think for me personally, the, the most supernatural thing that's ever happened to me was actually when I was a kid where in my crib, I would see the shadow of a man with a hat. And I still remember that vividly. And apparently it's actually a worldwide phenomenon. Um, what? Yeah, it's... What? What yes. are you... Fr- I'm Jenny, not even, you're I'm not scaring joking. me. I feel like you're lying to I'm not lying. And to make me, I'm scared. What this are is you crazy. talking about? It's a worldwide phenomenon. I'm going to send you the link. I didn't know this because I was literally three years old in a crib. And I just remember calling my parents to like pick me up from my crib because I would see at night this shadow of a man with a hat like, like this. It wasn't until recently that I was on TikTok and people are talking about this cultural phenomenon called the hat man. And it is universally experienced by people. It literally says on this monster wiki, hat man is a phenomenon in which witnesses report seeing a shadow-like entity dressed in a trench coat and a hat, usually a fedora. And what's crazy is that that's exactly what the hat man that I saw as a kid wore. It was a fedora. It was like this. Dude, is this guy like just like a creepy Santa Claus? He's like, I'm gonna just go and t- torture all children. That's it's, what I want to do. He's literally with my a afterlife. shadow. He's literally a shadow, and it's crazy because that's exactly how he's described. He's a shadow. It wasn't like a man standing in my room. He was a shadow on the shadow. wall, and it's it's insane. And I know that kids tend to kids and animals tend to be way more sensitive towards like energies and things that one can't see with the human eye um and that's why in so many horror movies you see that happening where like a dog is like fuck this i'm out of here or like mm-hmm. a kid or children more, or little girls yeah children well it's always little girls but like children yeah. in general usually see um see things because again after yeah, i hit did. a certain age i stopped seeing the the hat man so I think that's fucking weird. <laughs> I know that there's like a... So, okay, this this reminded me a little bit about, you know how every culture has dragons in their, um, in their texts and in their oral histories? Like in Japan, in South America, in North America, in Europe, there was all, there's like dragons. Even though these societies did not intermingle until later. They've all independently mm-hmm. created the myth of a dragon. So then people are like, maybe were dragons maybe like real? You know what I mean? Um, right. 
like how, how what is this phenomenon that everyone ideated this like lizard with wings that that um, breathe fire how is this a universal uh myth? well it's kind of it's kind of like the phenomenon of the sleep paralysis demon right mm-hmm. i used to think it was just me going fucking batshit crazy in my own brain and then you look it up and it's been centuries that the sleep paralysis demon phenomenon has been discussed and at varying degrees um and it's very real and it's very scary and i'm not sure if i talked about this on the podcast before but one of the worst episodes that i ever had with the sleep paralysis demon was that i heard growling in my ear oh and my it was God. very it was very demonic and it was very real and then when you look it up people are saying like yeah um it is demonic <laughs> like but it's like it's it's like ancient history type shit like humans have been experiencing this like sleep paralysis demon phenomenon for a long time so it's to me it's like similar to like aliens like when i watched that documentary on netflix i was like there has to be something here when so many people are seeing something all around the world for centuries there's got to be some explanation so that's how i see it yeah i feel like um i grew up in a household where my dad is very very scientific i remember when i was six years old i was like papi eh, where do we go when we die and he was like the ground there's nothing afterwards <laughs> like like literally it was I was traumatized um traumatized he says he never said that and I think I said it in another episode because he was like I never said that to you and I'm like you literally did but anyway um so for me I'm like I I sort of do and I sort of don't anytime it becomes like this something about like demonic or religious I I don't believe it like that's why it's so hard for me to get into the exorcist no I get like, it like I don't get that. but then I'm like but there's uh, Daniel my husband makes fun of me because I'm like, I don't believe in anything, and yet I'm scared of ghosts. (laughs) Do you know? I'm like, there's no such thing as the afterlife, but I was haunted. I was visited by a ghost in the Biltmore Hotel in Miami. Okay, but tell me, what the fuck fuck happened? Okay, bro, bro. And I told this story on NPR, on um, Radio Ambulante, the the Spanish-language show on NPR. Um, So if anyone wants to hear it in Spanish with like fucking crazy editing that makes it creepier please go ahead um <laughs> fuck yeah so i like check into the hotel and it's like this beautiful gorgeous very historic looking hotel mm-hmm. and i'm driving and you've been there it looks like this like castle in the forest it just looks like something from the past and i remember mm-hmm. being in the lobby and i i didn't feel great in the lobby there was just something that made me feel weird and then i went up to my floor and i was walking down the hallway and there were all these black and white pictures of people that had stayed there in the past and i check in and i I remember looking out the window and i'm like anxious i don't feel good in the room so i go to the gym i start working out and then i get an enormous rash all over my body in the gym and i'm like okay that's fucking weird so I like I think there was like a little gift shop. I don't remember exactly how I got Benadryl. I got Benadryl because I was like, this must be an allergic reaction. And I'm like, I'm going to pop a couple of these and I'm going to go to bed because they're going to pick me up at four in the morning for my my uh, shoot. I was shooting a commercial there. Mm. So mm-hmm. I go to bed. Bro, at like maybe one in the morning. The TV in front of my bed is on and at 
like full volume. And I remember it was 2016 because it was a Trump commercial. So it was like double frightening. It was like, I you better vote for Donald Trump. Like, it was just horrible. <laughs> I'm like, I really am in Florida. That, so oh then I was boy. Like, I was like, oh, that was weird. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn it off and go back to sleep. Dude, the TV turns back on. Mm, okay. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe I should just keep the TV on. No, 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 I'm gonna turn it off. Maybe I rolled over the remote. I go back to sleep. So the room was kind of like a suite. Mm-hmm. And I start trying to go to sleep. And then where the living room is, like where the couch is, not where the bed is, I hear voices. Like, okay. And I'm like, <sighs> I get up from my bed. I turn on all the lights. My, my chest is like, I, I can't, I am so scared. And I look and I turn and the TV in the living room is now on. And I'm like, okay. no, no, I'm out. I'm out of this. I'm absolutely out of this. So I like jump in the shower and the, the, the bathroom was this like long pink reddish tiled room. It looked like, like a birth canal or something or hell. I don't know which of the two. And I was like, I had to wash my hair. So, you know, you have to close your eyes when you wash your hair. I, I was like, not wanting to close my eyes, but I got to a point where I had to close my eyes. And then I hear like, and I look over and it's the fucking hair dryer connected. That is like, you know, the hair dryers that are on the wall. There's like, no, I don't understand how I was making that noise. And it was just turning on and off. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm out. And then I put I on mean, my like, bro, I put on my like towel, I whatever. I'm like, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I can't do this. I can't do this. I go downstairs. My, the, the driver comes to pick me up and he's like, how did you sleep? And I was like, ah, not, not well. This is sort of embarrassing. But like, I felt like there was someone in my room. <laughs> so silly. And he's like, oh no, that's not silly at all. The Biltmore is one of the most haunted hotels in America. Every time I pick someone up here, they have some weird shit tell- to tell me. And I'm like, why didn't you not tell me when you dropped me off yesterday? And he's like, do oh, you know? Do you know the history? So I want you to tell it to me because I don't know that like all the details. I know that once I when I did this interview for NPR, they interviewed people that worked at the hotel and mm-hmm. and or had worked at the hotel in the past and were like, bro, I had to leave. Like it was such a it was 100 percent haunted. But I I went in there not knowing anything. I didn't know anything about any haunting, about any history, but please tell us the history of the Biltmore Hotel. So it's old. It is old as fuck. Um, it was born and born. <laughs> I'm already being creepy about it. it was born. It was built in 1926. Um, mm-hmm. There's two reasons why this is likely haunted. Um, one of them is related to a gangster um, and of course, it happened on the 13th floor because a lot of hotels out of superstition do not have a 13th floor. I don't know if Biltmore has skipped the 13th floor or if it's still there, but they did at the time. And it was <laughs> it was a gangster named Thomas Fatty Walsh. And he was shot didn't and he killed. Did he like own the fl- that floor? Like, w- like th- didn't the mafia sort of function out of this hotel? Probably. It was Miami in the 20s. I mean... Like he got yeah. shot by he he got shot and killed by another gangster, um, but then so that's like the one incident right like the first one, 
But then when World War II occurred, it became a hospital for veterans. Mm-hmm. So... And you know where the morgue was? The gym know. where I got a rash. Oh, cute. That was where the morgue was, Jenny, of this hospital. Super cute. Super cute. Like, oh my God, you know where I want to work out? Where dead bodies were, like, kept. Bro, no. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday, and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide, and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. You might not think that a few simple words can make you crave McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. But if you listen closely to the sound of me saying, McGriddles, McMuffin, you might be wrong. Okay, we have that whole gangster situation. And then this happens where a bunch of people died because it was a, a World War II veteran hospital. And then that closed in the late 60s. And then it was, like, apparently abandoned for a while. Like, a bunch of neighborhood kids. Like, people would sneak in. It was, like, I can't even imagine that at this point. Because, again, the Biltmore that I've known is, like, this fancy hotel where people go and take their quinceanera photos. Um, So, I... It's wild. But I do remember even back then someone telling me maybe it was my second cousin who sees ghosts but she was like oh yeah this was like i think there's a plaque if i'm not mistaken um because i remember seeing a plaque and it being pointed out to me and them saying oh yeah like this was a a veteran hospital um so there's just been so many stories of Mm -hmm. hauntings and weird haunted activity and the stuff that you dealt with is just so I find it funny at the same time because I'm like, bro, these ghosts or these entities, like, they're always trolling people by doing the same shit, like turning TVs on and off and, like, <laughs> like interfering with your signal and opening doors. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, um, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It is a very, like, very, very... that's how very... they choose to haunt. Yes. They're like, I'm just... This girl seems stressed out. Let's just, like fuck with her but i do i think what i felt was an energy like i felt like this place felt heavy yeah i was like this is not a place with like happy memories this is a place with like a lot of bad juju and um you know my dad was like well maybe there was like an electrical wiring issue and i'm like sure but that doesn't explain what i felt like here i am an atheist like absolutely terrified of lights flickering on and off like what the actual fuck like what so that experience for me made me respect you know this all the spooky and the paranormal like i don't know how much i believe in it but i know that i i don't understand and know enough for me to say that it's real or not real because what i felt was very very real i was terrified and i just felt like someone was in the room yeah to the point that like you know they mic'd me for this commercial they put on a mic on me and i forgot about the mic Uh and like like como que 
everyone at uh, the marketing agency was there and the client was there. And I was talking to my co-star and she's like, oh, you know, so how, how are you? And I'm like, um, I didn't sleep anything. They're making me stay at a haunted hotel. I don't know what, I don't know why they would do that. <laughs> but, and then someone from the marketing team came running and they were like, shut the fuck up. Everyone can hear you. You're mic'd. We're going to switch your hotel. Okay. Just shut up. And I had to, and then that day I had to go back to the hotel and get my bags. And I was so scared. I had my mom on speaker because I couldn't go into the room, Jenny. I was so scared. Oh my god. Well, I don't I don't know what to tell you, bro, but I think you got haunted. Um haunted. <laughs> you got haunted. Um well, I'm I'm looking at this other website um called hauntedrooms.com and it's talking about the Biltmore and you may have been trolled by Fatty Walsh, the the mobster, cuz apparently he's the one who trolls the most. Apparently so he he's said to open doors for waitresses who are carrying trays in and out of the restaurant. He writes messages on mirrors, steals lampshades, turn off, turns off lights, and plays with guests on the <gasps> elevator. Um, he's reported to Stop. send guests to floors they didn't want to go to. Stop. Um, yeah, and the elevators it have been checked so- on numerous occasions and never have been at fault. It was fatty. It was fatty. Fatty was This whole time, shit. I thought it was this, like, you know, like, enti- it's just a dude. It's just some yeah. dude. Dude. Yeah. <sighs> fatty. I mean, there's other, hell, there's other spirits. There's other spirits. Um, But uh, that this is what people report the most. Like, people have also seen a woman in white in their rooms. Um, And they said she's, like, the ghost of a woman who apparently jumped out of the tower. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of deaths in that hotel. Well, there's a lot there's, of like, deaths in every couple. hotel. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah, I mean the Cecil here in LA. Have you heard of that one? Because that one's oh my insane. god, I'm obsessed with the Cecil Hotel. I'm how do you say it? Cecil, Cecil, whatever. Cecil, Cecil. I don't know. Cecil. That that is the I. My friend stayed there. My friend Andrea. She listens oh. to the podcast. Holla, holla at Andrea. She <laughs> stayed at the Cecil Hotel at like the Cecil Hotel is is again like for people that don't know one of the most historically haunted hotels because there's been like famous serial killers stayed there it was like a transient hotel it was a cheap hotel for people that were coming to LA in the turn of the century there was a lot of crime a lot of death a lot of murder a lot of rape a lot of horrible shit and then it was sort of like revamped as like a part of it was revamped for um backpackers uh but then there was a horrible case of a of a woman who disappeared at the hotel and then was found in the water tank in like the 2000s. Um, And people don't know how she ended up in the water tank. And some people say it's the ghost. Some people say it was mental illness. Some people say it's both. But anyway, my friend stayed at this freaking hotel and she had no idea of any of this. And she was like, we we need to leave. Like, I I am feeling unsafe here. And it's, it's kind of crazy how... Hotel, I love a hotel, but hotels see so many people and carry so much energy from everyone that goes there. And like deaths happen in hotel all the time. Like crime happens in a hotel all the time and we don't see it. Right. But like, those are, those are buildings that carry a lot of history. Yeah. It's, it's heavy and you can feel that energy. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Did you just send me a picture of the ghost that was haunting me? Is this fatty? What is this? What's his name? Thomas Fatty Walsh. This is Thomas Fatty Walsh. This looks like this guy looks like he sells insurance in New Jersey. Uh, he doesn't. He looks like a big baby. How is that? How was I so scared of this man? You know, putting a face to the to the ghost. Apparently, you, he Jenny. was he was a New York wise guy. Um, 
he was killed during a gambling dispute in his room. They say why his room? Because the narcotics chief paid the hotel staff so they would look the other way on his speakeasy casino situation. Um, so he was known for a couple things. His girth. Oh, no. Joanna says his love of long-legged dames. Oh, my God. Joanna! This was this man flirting with me? His need to clock people in the gut when they looked funny, looked at him funny, and his involvement in various gangland shootings. Um, and he would throw, like, wild parties. It was, like, the Gatsby era. Um, Bro, I... Yeah. He loved long-legged gals. That's me. I'm 5'9", baby. And apparently, apparently, he fucked with Bill Clinton at the Biltmore. It said that uh, Bill Clinton apparently stated that Fatty didn't allow him to watch football on his television when he stayed at the Biltmore. Dude, I love this ghost. I'm sorry. I know he's probably had like a lot of crime in his, but like I just love a guy who's like I still own this place. Like I'm, a, I've been dead for like a century, and I'm fucking still, I still, still own this place, man. Yeah, I think that's just his attitude. He didn't give. He doesn't give a fuck that he's dead. He's like, it's still my place. Fuck everyone. I'm just gonna eat shit and still flirt with the long-legged gals. Like Joanna. Well, I think he needs to he needs to work on his flirting game because he absolutely terrified me and I left. If he had been more sweet and kind, like maybe I would have stayed the three nights, but I left. He actually his flirting game is off. His flirting game is off. Sorry, bro. Watch me go back there and see, like, hey man, let's give this a second try. Okay, I would First love First date was Joanna. Bad. What if we created a haunted series? So now it's you and I and we're ghost chasers and we just go I'm all around. Latino haunts. <laughs> Bro, I'm down. Like, because like, I'm like the one that doesn't believe it. The skeptic, it, but it's exactly. Yeah. But isn't that kind of like fucking X-Files? I guess it is X-Files. Let's just remake X-Files. X-Files. <laughs> yeah, Scully, Scully was the skeptic. Oh my God, that's me. You're Scully. I'm so Scully. And, and I'm, and I'm, I'm Mulder. <laughs> yeah dude and i kind of look like scully you know dude i love this joanna you know this we is... need to go back to the biltmore we need to find thomas fatty walsh and when we need to like play card games or, or something okay i say we do this i say on an episode of hyphenated we go we just get a hotel room on the 13th I floor or the same hotel room people. i'm gonna try and get the same and i want to go and like try and talk to this guy like I swear to God, because I it's like maybe it was all in my head, but I don't think it was. I think he did it. I think he was there, and I think it was him. Yo, all right. Well, <sighs> people are gonna get excited now, and next October we have to go back to the Biltmore. We should actually maybe, write maybe. the Biltmore because that shit's expensive. Be like, hey guys, if you give us that's true a free room um, for a day for the day for a day, we will promote you and whatever i think that's a great idea i'm not kidding though i'm actually not kidding i think that's a great idea we just have to go to miami together okay well we're gonna have a haunted christmas special this is jenny's dream it's just like this has just become a ghost podcast also there's three ghosts jenny has jenny has pictures like behind her and i just realized there it's literally three little cute ghosts and that's her no, living there's room. more i have like an insane collection of ghosts you haven't even been to my house right now during halloween season oh my god jenny Hold on. I think your passion is is like comedy, 
Latino and culture people. and ghosts <laughs> and dead people. Just absolute, just dead folks. I'm taking you with me. Okay. I feel like I feel like I'm in one of those uh, shows where people are trying to find like the bad energy source. <laughs> oh, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Is that eight in a corner? Eight, nine. Pumpkin, pumpkin, there's, there's more down there. skull. That is maybe four feet of your apartment, and I see at least a dozen ghosts. Oh, another ghost just ch- chilling on the dining room table. <laughs> that is There's more ghosts than my, my mom's over here. Hola. <laughs> oh my God, this is how I meet your mom? My mom's just saying <laughs> This is how Jenny introduces me to her mom. She's showing me the ghosts in her house with her headphones on. And her mom's just like, what the fuck are you doing? That's me. I'm, I'm so glad that she now knows my face. Hola! Hey, how are you? <laughs> oh my god, what a cutie. Just happy Halloween. Guys, Jenny's home looks like she has an addiction to Halloween. And that I think we need to do a um, intervention. I think we need to intervene with the addiction to ghosts and all things spooky. Her entire wall, are you kidding me? There's a ghost throw pillow. No, this is what Thomas Fatty Walsh looks like now. Oh my God, Thomas Fatty Walsh now looks like a little throw pillow. See, they're kind of cute. <laughs> no, but Joanna, we should try to reach out to the Billmore and figure this out. I think we need to. I want to talk to Fatty Walsh. I want to ask him if like- Are we going like, to get a Ouija just, board? <laughs> I'm like, do you like this ass? Like, is that what is that what caused it? Because then that'll well, make me feel better. He ain't, he ain't going to hit on me because I'm a short-legged dame. Exactly. So I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> Long-legged dames. Hey. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, enjoy your, your spooky, spooky times. Um, Jenny and I are- Gonna keep talking about the ghost that's in love with me um, and try and solve and figure this out. I don't know how or when, but I think we have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yo, I think he was hitting on me. I think that was how, I think that was what was happening. Imagine bold, naturally aged Tillamook cheddar slices melting over a burger, eating thick cut cheddar shreds straight from the bag. It's nice to dream about cheese for a bit. Tillamook Cheddar, extraordinary dairy. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.